Sleeper, awake. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It's great to be back at St. Paul's and to be with you all after the worst of the pandemic, to be here in person to celebrate confirmation, reception, reaffirmation of faith. It's a wonderful, there's a wonderful energy to this place and I feel it and it's contagious whenever I'm here. The last time I was here was actually when you all hosted the Acolyte Festival in November, notable for the gathering of around 60 Acolyte teams from, sorry, 60 Acolytes of different teams from across the diocese. And the day ended with an exercise or a game that I will never forget, the Acolyte Olympics. The reason I'll never forget it is because it was an obstacle course where they had to take on vestments and put them off, they had to set the table, they had to get the wafers in the right box, and the last piece of this um, obstacle course was that they had to race to the bishop with a cup, a mug that was filled not with coffee but with water, and the first one there won the race. Well, you can imagine what it was like to be on the receiving end of these young folks running with cups full of water. Um, but I just take it as a reaffirmation of my baptism. So. I wonder how many of you have a morning ritual at home. Mine is fairly routine and consistent. I tend to wake up early, but not too early. I do not use an alarm clock as I seem to have been given a good internal clock that allows me to wake up a bit more peacefully and less jarring than the sound of an alarm beeping or buzzing. I will often lay awake for a few minutes before getting out of bed. In those quiet moments, I may say a short prayer. I may think about what is ahead for me during the day. I may just enjoy a few minutes of quiet before my day begins in a more active way. Every day we awaken is a day to give thanks for the gift of life, the gift of breath, the gift of what we might call our little resurrections. There was an article recently in the New York Times about people who have taken up something again after a long hiatus. Maybe some of you saw this. The author wrote about skiing for the first time in 20 years and how much she enjoyed rediscovering her love for the sport. Others then wrote to her about hobbies or activities that they had given up for a time and took on again later in life. These included stories of people who returned to horseback riding, skateboarding, fly fishing, and tennis, another language or a musical instrument. I found myself inspired by these stories and intrigued by the ways these activities resurfaced later in life with renewed energy and also a different perspective. Here is one of my favorite accounts from the article. Kurt Newbert of San Mateo, California is a Juilliard-trained former musician. He recently picked up the violin after a 28-year break. Slowly, I started playing excerpts from pieces I used to enjoy, but quickly realized 
that while the neuromuscular memory was there, my left hand had lost most of the agility from its former life. I decided not to give up, but to embrace it as a beginner again. He added, this experience has been a metaphor for this chapter of my life, to let go, step aside, and let it unfold again organically. I love this. Here is someone who excelled as a musician earlier in life, and when he returned to the instrument, found his body could no longer do what it had done when he was younger. Rather than be discouraged or walk away, he saw this as a chance to start again, a new beginning. He embraced his beginner status and let it unfold naturally. We all know the time-worn adage, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But apparently, you can teach an old dog an old trick that can feel like a new trick, a new beginning. These two I think of as little resurrections. Now for some of you being confirmed today, you may be saying to yourself, I'm not old enough to have set something aside and taken it up again. But you are certainly young enough to carry within you already the feeling or sensation of discovering something you love for the very first time. And whether it's a sport, a hobby, a musical instrument, a game, or your particular passion, when you discover something you love to do, it has its own energy and excitement that can leave you feeling joyful and even elated. The energy in these moments is also connected to the resurrection promise, the gift that comes from something new and unexpected or unprecedented that can infuse you with enthusiasm and set your heart racing. And Lent, for all its emphasis on somber repentance and self-denial, is also about making a fresh start, amending our lives, changing our patterns. The word Lent is actually from the Middle English word for spring, the season, not the verb, though that could work too. Not only is this a season that invites new beginnings and fresh starts, it can also be a season where we are invited to take a leap of faith and spring into a new opportunity to lead, to serve, to pray, to step outside our zone of comfort. The story in this morning's gospel from John is one such moment. It's a healing story, the story of the man blind from birth who takes a leap of faith in following Jesus' directive. Go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. And then he receives his sight. And while we don't necessarily think of a healing as moving someone outside of their zone of comfort, in this instance, for a man who had been blind from birth, what could be more disorienting and confusing than to actually see for the very first time? He's given new eyes. This is unprecedented for him.
It's a powerful story, and I especially love the part where after he is healed, his neighbors and those who had seen him as a beggar do not recognize him at first. They are unsure of who he is. Some were saying, it is he. Others were saying, no, but it is someone like him. Does this remind you of anything? I love this moment because I believe it's a foreshadow of what happens to Jesus when he is raised from the dead. Do you remember the stories? There's confusion. No one seems to recognize him at first. And then they come to realize it is Jesus. This healing story is also, in a sense, a little resurrection. Now, I know what you may be thinking at this point. Our bishop is headed out on sabbatical. He's not going to get to preach on Easter. So what has he done? He's shoehorned his Easter sermon into the Lenten season. (laughs) And you're probably right. But I'm going to own that. Because resurrection is also at the heart of the Lenten season. What might prompt you this Lent to step outside your comfort zone and to receive something completely unexpected or to receive again a gift of something that had fed you earlier on your journey? For me, this season of Lent is pointing me in the direction of something I've tried before, but it's not something I'm particularly good at, languages. In my junior year of high school, I failed French three. I had to take it again my senior year in order to graduate. Thankfully, I passed with a lot of tutoring from my teacher who was both gracious and extremely patient. This year, I will be taking Spanish on my sabbatical. It's something I have long promised myself I would do, and I've tried twice previously but each time there was something that prevented me from finishing the course of study. And there's a particular reason I'm drawn to taking Spanish again now. The fastest growing congregations in our diocese are all Spanish speaking. And here's the gift. Even failure can be the invitation to a starting point a motivation to turn to God, to ask for help, and to begin again. The season of Lent is a season of trying again, and every do-over is a little resurrection. Today, you that are being confirmed and received and reaffirming are taking a step of faith on your journey with Jesus. You are saying that you affirm for yourselves the promises that were made on your behalf at your baptism. But but we are also all on a journey toward Easter, toward the promise of God that brings joy and peace and new energy and grace and gratitude. Today, we are moving toward the resurrection at Easter. And every Sunday in Lent is a reminder that this is where we are headed. Resurrection is the promise of life and the promise that a life 
full of the love of God is so strong that not even death can overcome it. A dismissal in the Lenten season from the liturgy of the New Zealand prayer book captures this beautifully. The deacon says, Renew and strengthen us, O Lord. And the people respond as we prepare for the resurrection. Let's trust in this promise and look for the signs along the way, even and especially in Lent. They're popping up all around, like the opportunity to take a leap of faith, to step outside our zone of comfort, like the failures that do not hold us back, but instead propel us forward, like the things that bring us energy and life and joy. Jesus is teaching us. Jesus is healing us. Jesus is showing us that God loved the world so much that he gave us the gift of resurrection, the gift of sight, the gift of new eyes, the gift of starting over again, the gift of our new beginnings. Amen.